Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Vin Jung. Volatility was one of the key outcomes of economic and market shifts back in 2022. But will it be the same in 2023 or could we see some stability this year? And as interest rates are expected to rise further, fears of a recession are continuously growing. But are such fears overblown at this point? Well, joining us on the phone to tell us more is James Brumont, who is the head of Natix's Investment Manager Solutions. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, so I want to kick off with just an outlook for global and APEC markets. So what is the outlook for these markets in 2023 based on the current trends that you're observing right now? Well, it's been, firstly, it's been a pretty crazy week, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, what, what I was going to say to you a week ago is probably pretty different to, to what I'm saying now. Mm. I think um, with everything that's going on in the markets right now, it's one where we're just kind of sitting on the sidelines a little bit and watching it. Um, we're not trying to trade too actively oh, in the okay. market day to day right now. So it's kind of looking for stability, looking to kind of control the volatility in our, in our portfolios. Uh, we hope it's calming down. Um, the central banks have been very proactive in trying to get uh, kind of this banking crisis mm-hmm. under control and knock it on the head right. pretty quickly. So um, things are looking a bit calmer today, and hopefully over the weekend, everything will continue to, to stabilize. Mm-hmm. On a slightly more medium-term note, I think you know it's a kind of three-speed global economy at the moment mm-hmm. in terms of the U.S. Is, is probably further down the inflationary route. It's coming to the end of the inflationary cycle. Mm-hmm. Europe is still really involved in that in- inflationary cycle, right. so a bit behind the U.S. And then and then with China uh, and, and Asia looking to kickstart things mm-hmm. and get the growth going again. So because of that, um, we're pretty neutral on equities. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anything, we, we quite like emerging markets and we quite like Asia at the moment. Okay. Okay. And speaking of that, um, those interest rates, right? I mean, this week with all that has happened, it has brought more uncertainty around whether or not the U.S. Fed will increase by how much or if they're going to halt at all this year. So, I mean, we also saw yesterday, last night, the ECB also increased their interest rates once again. But with interest rates, you know, there's still that uncertainty, but, you know, they're continuing to rise. So, Fears of a recession are also rising because of that. So are investors still bracing for a recession or are such recessionary fears overblown at this point? I don't think recessionary fears are overblown. Mm. I I think, if anything, the the Fed almost wants and needs Mm. a recession, but it wants and needs a shallow recession. Mm -hmm. It wants a soft landing Mm. and it needs to tread this fine line of being able to kill inflation, but without causing a hard landing. And mm-hmm. so it's a fine a fine line they're trying to, to walk. And and in raising rates so much as has happened over the last year, you are going to get more volatility. You are going to get unexpected events like the ones that happened mm-hmm. this week. The key thing is is that if the Fed and the markets can can control this. So 
uh, as a that's the kind of reason why we don't mind equities at the moment, but we're not kind of super bullish mm-hmm. at the moment because I don't think uh, a bullish risk on market is actually what the Fed wants. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Fed minds it if equities are reasonably kind of neutral at mm-hmm. the moment. So um, I think that's something that we've got to look out for. And, and to repeat myself, that's why we like EM because uh, Asia is still looking to to grow, whereas mm-hmm. the US is actively looking to try and slow things down. Okay, okay. So, you know, based on your um, Texas Investment Manager's latest survey, right, uh, following a year of high inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and, you know, spiking energy prices, are professional fund selectors in Asia expecting more of the same this year? <laughs> and no, is the, is the short answer. Okay. I mean, look, are we expecting more geopolitical risk mm. yes i mean you know it's very it's been quiet from a news perspective in in the ukraine and, and we really hope that, that a resolution is reached but mm-hmm. you know that could could flare could easily flare up again you know i i think fund selectors are looking for, for what well, have been hoping mm-hmm. for volatility to dampen and that's been the case to start the year yeah so i think i think we see geopolitical turmoil staying in the background mm-hmm. raising its ugly head every now and then i think hopefully energy prices are a bit more controlled mm. this year uh, inflation, as I say, different speeds, mm-hmm. calming down in the U.S. second half of the year, continuing in Europe, and then hopefully the growth side of things here in Asia. Okay, okay. So how are Asian fund selectors, you know, navigating through this current market volatility that we're seeing at the moment? So, <laughs> look, I, I think the way people are positioned at the moment is watching it, mm-hmm. again, not trying to trace actively through through the current volatility and then seeing if there are, you know if there are opportunities to mm. dip their toes back into to certain asset classes that have that have sold off quite heavily in the in the last week or so in a in a kind of opportunistic mm-hmm. way um, I, I think as a as a rule of thumb last year was a year where there was a big trend mm-hmm. okay it was a big trend on the negative side for equities uh, you had yields rising so it was it was a year where you could follow the trend. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's no clear trend in the market. And so most people are staying pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what type of assets are set to dominate this year? Well, so to, to that exact point, it's, a, it's one of those years where we don't really feel that there are massive biases to have. I think we, we talk to a lot of, of our clients about staying as diversified as possible about focusing on risk mm-hmm. and if they can control the level of the risk in their portfolio then the returns become a, a byproduct i think this is a year not to go chasing returns mm-hmm. um, if you chase returns then you know the risk side of things can can get out of control so mm-hmm. i think that's what we're talking to to our clients about mm-hmm. um, specifically you know on the on the corporate credit side we, we prefer investment grade mm-hmm. to high yield we like emerging market bonds as well. Um, on the equity side, it's probably Asia ahead of Europe and, and the US at the moment. Okay, okay. So, you know, with the findings of the survey as well, then what kind of investment strategy and allocation do you see working for this year? Would, let's say, a 60-40 approach still work in the current market? Sure. Uh, the 60-40 approach had its kind of worst year ever last year yes it did horrendous situation Mm -hmm. where where you got the positive correlation Mm -hmm. but in a bad way between your your risk off assets um your your fixed income your government bonds and your risk on assets 
and mm-hmm. they both underperformed. But that was after years where there had been a positive correlation between them, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, what we expect to happen, and actually what we saw this week, which is good for a 60-40 approach, is a negative correlation. So, you know, when you saw equity sell off this week, mm-hmm. you actually saw government bonds perform well okay. and vice versa. So if that, if that natural negative correlation between risk on and risk off returns, mm-hmm. then that gives the 60-40 approach, you know, a better diversification and helps you control your portfolios better. So we think actually this is going to be a better year for a 60-40 approach. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, what are the current appetite and considerations then are you seeing amongst investors when it comes to building their portfolios? Yeah, so uh, I think on the investment side, um, and, you know, we're a little bit biased to this, but um, we do think this is a good environment for for active Mm -hmm. stock pickers and active bond pickers, perhaps rather than just passive investing, because we think that there's going to be big dispersion between stocks and you know if if you've got somebody who's doing their homework who's identifying uh, which corporates are going to do better than others we think this kind of environment plays well for active Mm -hmm. Um, we think that potentially liquid alternatives kind Mm -hmm. of global macro type funds if appropriate can do well in this kind of environment okay Um, again on the longer end of things if you're willing to 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 kind of lock your money up a little bit we Mm -hmm. think private assets Mm. again, have a role to play in mm. a portfolio. So, you know, that illiquidity premium still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just whether or not it's appropriate for the kind of portfolio that you're running. But those are some areas that we think will work well this year. Okay, okay. Are there any differences, though, in investor approach between, let's say, the APAC region and elsewhere? Uh, yes. Yeah, mm. there, there are. I mean, when people build multi-asset portfolios, I think we see, as a rule of thumb, uh, the APAC region being being more aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, looking for higher returns and being willing to take uh, more risk than, mm-hmm. than perhaps a European counterpart. James, well, thank you so much for your time and insights today. It seems like we've run out of time now. While well, we've been speaking with James Bumont, head of Natixis Investment Manager Solutions, stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.